Hello, and welcome to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Gerand, and I'll be giving you my honest thoughts on the books I read. While the reviews will be short and to the point, they'll include everything you want to know without any spoilers to help you figure out what you should read next. So with that said, let's jump right in. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Murderino March. As I mentioned in last week's episode, today is going to be a fictional book. It's actually a romance, which is very interesting considering this month's theme, and it is the last episode of this month. So if you haven't been loving this theme, one, I would say stay tuned for this episode because this book might actually be up your alley, but two, be sure to stay tuned for the end of this episode actually where I'll talk about what next month's theme is. So as you will have seen already from the title of this episode, the book I'm talking about today is Love in the Time of Serial Killers by Alicia Thompson. So you guys know the drill. I'm going to go ahead and just read the summary before I talk about my thoughts and impressions. So the back of the book reads, PhD candidate Phoebe Walsh has always been obsessed with true crime. She's even analyzing the genre in her dissertation, if she can manage to finish writing it. It's hard to find the time while she spends the summer in Florida cleaning out her childhood home, dealing with her obnoxiously good-natured younger brother, and grappling with the complicated feelings of mourning a father she hadn't had a relationship with for years. It doesn't help that she's low-key convinced that her neighbor, Sam Dennings, is a serial killer. He may dress business casual by day, but at night he's clearly up to something. It's not long before Phoebe realizes that Sam might be something much scarier, a genuinely nice guy who can pierce her armor to reach her vulnerable heart. So I'm just going to be honest and say that I (laughs) should have just paid closer attention to that summary and the back of the book, as well as this little like line on the front of the book that says, can true love survive her true crime obsession? I really should have just taken those things to heart because (laughs) I saw this book initially because of the cover art and you guys can go see it on Instagram. I was like, Ooh, I love that. It's so good. And that just really speaks to the power of good cover art because I was looking for, you know, different books to fit this Murderino March theme. It had this amazing cover art. And not only is it fiction to kind of balance out all the nonfiction, it also, you know, deals with the topic of romance. Okay. But I, you know, kind of glanced at the summary. I didn't look it up on Goodreads, so I didn't see like all of the genre tags for the book. So I'm going to be honest, I was convinced that there was going to be a thriller or a suspense element to this book. And spoiler alert, there is none. So that was completely self-inflicted. And maybe that's just because I read the other thriller book this month, which was In My Dreams, I Hold a Knife. So maybe my mind was just already in that mindset or it was just wishful thinking. I was trying to manifest it. I don't know. But basically, I went into this book convinced that that was part of the plot. So I even jotted down in my notes like, wow, this is a really suspenseful read because I'm just assuming that this actually normal nice guy is secretly a serial killer. And then as the book is progressing, I'm like, well, when are we going to get to it? Like we're over halfway through and like she still hasn't dropped anything like that. No plot twist has come. And then I'm like, okay, well, maybe he's not a serial killer. Maybe he's just a stalker, right? And he's stalking her. And and, because that one actually kind of fit the story. And then that's also not the case. So I was like, oh, okay. 
So that was like very self-inflicted and I was just really expecting it like at every turn. Uh, But no, it is definitely just a romance book, (laughs) which I guess kind of speaks to why I do these reviews. So you guys kind of have an idea of what to expect from the book without knowing any of the specific details or any spoilers, but just to give you an idea of what to expect. And I didn't know what to expect going into this book. I had hopes for this book, really thought it was going to be a thriller. It is absolutely not a thriller. It is just a romance book. So personally, I was a little disappointed. I would say that because there's no plot twist, because there's no suspense, because there's no real tension that if I were to like draw the plot in like a line, it would almost just be like a straight line. Does that make sense? Like if there are other books where like the tension builds and it doesn't have to be thriller tension, you know, it can be tension in terms of even just love interest tension or family dynamics or it can be anything but this would basically just be like a straight line kind of like a flat line kind of like when a heart like flat lines on a monitor (laughs) just kind of flat it's not to say that it's not good just in terms of events unfolding and I only mentioned that not to, you know, rag on the book, but really just to manage your expectations because don't do what I did where you're maybe hoping for something more or thinking that there's just going to be, you know, I don't know, a suspenseful element to the plot that wasn't there. So I will say that this book would do very, very, very well on a certain side of a bookstagram or book talk or whatever, um, because if you're not familiar Bookstagram is an interesting place. It's really kind of split up into very defined genres. And that's something that I try to do is really kind of not do that by mixing fiction, nonfiction, all of these different genres, appealing to both male readers, female readers. That is really my goal just because that is how I personally also read books. Like, yes, maybe I do find thriller or suspense slightly more entertaining, but if I look at my bookshelves, I actually have maybe just an overwhelming amount of standard fiction. I have a t- actually a surprising amount of romance books for somebody who doesn't really like romance. I have a lot of family sagas. I have a lot of history. So I really read everything. And that is kind of my personal goal setting out to do this. But Bookstagram is really divided up into very clear genres. There's one side of Bookstagram that's just like all fantasy. And it's a lot of people who have like, you know, like girls mainly, but who have like the fairy lights all around their bookshelf and take these like highly edited photos. And it's all these fantasy books with like dragons and things like that. No shade to that, by the way, like totally get it. Totally get that. That's your thing. It's just very much a niche, I guess. And the aesthetics surrounding it also just really lean heavily into it. And it's very much like its own pocket on Bookstagram. Same thing with romance books. Oh man, it's like all these like, you know, pink graphics, pink and yellow graphics, orange, whatever, a lot of like, you know, Y2K kind of aesthetic. And they just love all the romance books. Things like, you know, Beach Read, The Hating Game, you know, all that stuff. So this book would do very, 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 very well over in that side of Bookstagram. So take that as you will. Again, it does not mean it is a bad read or not an enjoyable read. I do think that this would be a really good vacation read. 
I think that vacation is made for books that are light and fun, easy to read, enjoyable. You know, I just don't think that you want to read something that's going to be too heavy on vacation or that's going to detract from the fun. It's something that, you know, however you're spending your vacation or whatever you're doing during the day that, you know, either you're just able to pick this up by the pool or it's something that you read you know, in bed before you go to sleep, but I just don't think that you want to be reading something that's like Malcolm Gladwell. So this would be a great read for that. Also a great read for the plane. You get the idea. It is also a great read if you're somebody who is, I don't know, kind of interested in the true crime genre, like in the most casual way, but you can't really handle like any of the violence or the gore or any of that, or you maybe just want a break from all of that, but you are somebody who's interested in it just because it, you know, uses that topic in the most chill way because it's a romance book, right? So the way that it's incorporated into the book is that the protagonist, Phoebe Walsh, is you know a PhD candidate who is writing her dissertation on true crime. She has a personal interest in it, but that is as far as it goes. And then obviously she suspects her neighbor of being a serial killer, and I thought he was going to be one. He's not. <laughs> but that is the extent to which true crime is used in this novel. So zero violence, zero gore, doesn't even get into the real specifics of true crime. The protagonist, Phoebe, does mention it a lot. Like she constantly is dropping these like references to different serial killers, different names, or whatever. So if you are a murderino yourself, you will know all of the names. You'll know kind of, you know, the different serial killers and what they did and all that stuff. But if you don't, you know, it's not essential to the plot. You'll be able to pick it up on like context clues. But I have to only assume that the author, Alicia Thompson, is a murderino herself, clearly just because it is incorporated so much, a little bit to the point where I was like, I think that these true crime references is a bit too much. Like I I would have done some editing and taken some of it out. It was a little bit too much for me. A little bit too many pop cultural references as well. I don't love when novels do that. I get it's kind of part of this lighter and more fun, especially romance genre that's very common. And I'm sure a lot of people love that. Personally, I'm not crazy about it. I think it just kind of dates a book, kind of cheapens it a little bit. But I do think she did a very good job writing a very realistic protagonist. Uh, I think the same thing with her brother and some of the minor characters. Like they were really good. They're not, you know, too stock or too cliche. But she did a great job writing Phoebe, which is a character that has a very difficult time being vulnerable. She has a very avoidant attachment style. She really has this armor that she puts up. Personally, I related very, very heavily to her emotionally. um, So I think she did a really, really good job with that. She also does a really good job of giving a personal history to these characters, specifically Phoebe and her brother Connor in terms of their relationship with their dad and that upbringing it was all very realistic so I really do want to applaud her for that again it wasn't this like bubbly pink romance novel that's just like dumb fun from start to finish it really had some realism woven into it and I do also like the true crime element to the novel so again I do think that the references were too much and I think that that could have used a little bit of editing But 
I do like that it was something that was a part of the novel because it's something that I personally have not seen done in such a fun fictional read. So something I hated personally is that once the pandemic hit and the you know COVID outbreak and everything that happened, so many authors just jumped on that as a plot device or something to write about. And first of all, I've talked about this before. When I'm in the midst of it, that's the last thing that I want to be reading about. I mean, come on. like so. <laughs> but that's very much a me thing. That's a whole separate thing. But the thing is, what I also didn't like about it is that every single author was jumping on that. Where like I went to the bookstore and it was just so many fictional books. First of all, how did you write it that fast? Like I get it went on for a while, but I thought it took more time to write a book. I don't know. Stuff came out shockingly fast after that. So there is that element of it. And then it's just all of these books all pumping out the same thing, even if it was science fiction or something, you know, a completely different genre or thriller, suspense, doesn't matter. They were all using it. And it really irritated me because like, be original, please. So this is something in terms of the true crime thing, which is very, very popular right now. I talked about this in last week's episode. It is something that has always been popular. If you go back and look, there's always been stories, songs, you know, whatever written about true crime, but we are seeing a little bit of maybe elevated interest just because we have other media outlets for it to be seen through like, you know, streaming services, Netflix, podcasts, maybe it's just a little bit more accessible, a little bit more in our face. But point is it is whether it's always been or is now, it is now very, very popular. And I have yet to see true crime incorporated in some sort of fictional story like this, right? Like this is a romance book. It is just an element to the protagonist and an element to the story, but it's not the point of the story. And that's something that I haven't seen before personally. So I thought that that was very original and I do want to give her props for that. I also personally really like that the book is set in Florida just because I am from Florida. So that's just like a fun little detail. And even though it ended up being just this like fun romance book that's not like, you know, high level literature, like let's be honest, I couldn't help but coming up with a casting list for myself. So personally, I thought the protagonist would be played so well by Kat Dennings. Like everything about Kat Dennings fits this character perfectly, not only because of certain physical characteristics, but also just the dialogue and that sort of sarcastic, you know, shield up kind of vibe that she gives is just so fitting for this character. I also thought that her childhood friend, Allison, would be played so perfectly by Greta Lee, who's been in a lot of different things like Russian Doll. You can look her up if you don't know who that is, but also really, really fits the personality and physical description of that character. I'm struggling a little bit with the love interest and the younger brother. I think I have some ideas and I think I'm going to make a post on Instagram with my casting choices. So feel free to go check that out if you're interested. But I think I've done an okay job kind of summarizing the book. I think I'm just a little bit bummed personally because one, you know, I wasn't expecting it to be a romance book. I really thought there was going to be some serial killer, stalker, I don't know, thriller element to the book that wasn't there. 
So it's just a little bit of mismanaged expectations, but that is 100% on me. That is something that I should have looked it up on Goodreads, seen all the genres. I would have seen that it's, you know, just romance and would have known. But I also think I'm a little bit bummed because I do think that this book had a lot of potential. And I talked about this last year when I read The X-Hex and whatever the sequel is to that by Aaron Sterling. I really liked those books. Those are, again, also kind of fall into that, like, I don't know, dumb, fun romance genre, but I really enjoyed them because of the, those specifically because of the world building and a lot of things like that. It reminded me of Sabrina or the movie Bewitched. And the reason I was really bummed with those, I mean, I liked them, but there was part of me that was bummed because I saw so much potential in them. I was like, wow, I really think that if there was a little bit more world building, a little bit more work, I don't know, put into the characters, then I really think that this could have been something that was a higher level of literature. Obviously, it's not going to be like Leo Tolstoy, let's be real, but I do think it could have been bumped up. And same thing with this book. I really think that this had a lot more potential than it actualized, I guess. So yeah, I just think that if there were certain editing choices, certain writing choices put into this, I think that this could have definitely been bumped up several pegs and could have been much more of a staple or a real bestseller. Not to say that this book doesn't do well. I'm sure that it probably sells pretty well and it's, you know, a fun read. But personally, I think it's something that could have been bumped up a bit with certain choices. And I mentioned some of them where it's, you know, maybe reducing the pop cultural references, maybe reducing the amount of serial killer true crime references. Like it kind of got to the point where I felt like we were being kind of beaten over the head with it a little bit. And then I also think if you had added in some sort of tension, so you could have gone the route where Sam is a serial killer, or maybe he's not a serial killer, but he ends up being a stalker, which again, I, I really thought he was going to end up being a stalker. Or if you don't want to do that and you know you want to keep the romantic integrity of the novel and just really make that the focus, then I don't know, maybe add it in where she's really convinced that he is because that's something that the book really lets go very quickly. Like she only thinks he's like a serial killer for like a day and it's like kind of in jest. Like she's not like totally serious about it. Like kind of, but kind of not. So she really lets that go very quickly. So maybe if that was something that like she's hanging on to for so long and then at the very end, she's realizing that you know, she just has this major problem with vulnerability and the fact that she was so convinced of this and was searching for something to keep herself guarded that wasn't actually there. I don't know. I'm just brainstorming in the moment. I really have no idea. These are just some of the things that I think. And I just think that some people might argue that there was tension just because of the somewhat rocky nature of them. Like, getting together, but like, it's not really, again, like there's just not tension, I guess. But you know what? I don't want this to be too much of a negative review because even though I went into this novel expecting that thriller, suspense, serial killer element that, you know, ended up not being there and then being kind of disappointed that it wasn't there, 
I will say that Alicia Thompson did win me over while I was reading the book because I was so convinced that that was going to be part of the plot that it ended up reaching a point where I was like very attached to the romantic lead. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't want him to be a serial killer. I like him so much. Like, please don't let that be the case. Like really, really hoping that that didn't unfold. And obviously it didn't. So you know what, Alicia Thompson, you got me. I cared. I cared about their relationship. I cared about the characters. I got emotionally invested and I ended up being really glad that he didn't turn out to be a serial killer. I do want to add though, that this is very much a read that is an adult read. Like let's say, you know, 18 plus kind of R-rated, if you will, in terms of the romance scenes. So this is also a book that is very much for the readers who enjoy that, you know, smutty romance, if you will. It's not like overwhelmingly so, but just the scenes that are included are 18 and up. Just keep that in mind. So hmm, I, <laughs> I'm having a hard time rating this because I am a harsher judge of fiction versus nonfiction, I think. And I do know that I'm even harsher on romance books just because I don't read a lot of romance. I read some, maybe just not as much as other people. And I think I'm a little bit of a harsher judge of the genre, but I'm going to try and be better about that. I think I'm going to try and rate them a little bit more favorably because I just need to keep in mind something that I mention all the time, which is I rate a book based on how successfully it set out to do what it wanted to do. And it is on me for not knowing the genre of this book completely. So not knowing that it is 100% romance. So that is on me. And if that is the goal that it's setting out to achieve, it did achieve it, basically. You know, in the front of the book, it says, can true love survive her true crime obsession? So should have known. And like I said, I did surprisingly get emotionally attached to the characters and really hoping against hope that he wasn't a serial killer. He wasn't a stalker. I wanted it to work out for them. I you know, saw a lot of myself in terms of her emotional invulnerability, if you will. And that was very realistic, very realistic childhood upbringing. So I would potentially rate this a four. I think, again, if you are going to read this and you're taking into consideration my rating, Keep in mind the genre that it is in and the side of Bookstagram that I said it would be perfect for. So it's very much for those Y2K girlies, pink, fun, light, etc. I've never read The Hating Game or The Beach Read or books like that, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say this book might be like slightly better than those. So personally, I will go out on that limb and just say that I think it's potentially one of the better books in that genre for sure. I'm not incredibly well-versed in that genre. That's why I'm a little hesitant to say that so concretely. But you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to say it. I think it's probably one of the better romance books. I'm just wanting to give you guys the best idea of what to expect from this novel. So if romance books are not your thing, then obviously avoid this book. If you don't like those more light, fun reads or whatever, then obviously it's not for you. But I hope the people that do like those books are... Glad that I included it in this month's topic of Murdery No March. I wanted to do my best to, like I said, not only mix up fiction and nonfiction, but also to bring in a variety of genres. So I knew that I did want to do something that was 
at least somewhat light, somewhat fun, somewhat romantic. And I am in the end very glad that this was completely romantic, completely fun, all of those things to really balance out everything else that we covered this month. So if Murderino March was not your favorite, then chances are pretty high that you're going to like next month's theme. The theme for April is Autobiography April. I thought it would be the perfect month, not only because of that perfect alliteration, but also we are just seeing so many memoirs coming out right now. And even in the past year, I think last year, Viola Davis came out with one. You have Pamela Anderson just came out with one, Prince Harry. There's really so many memoirs right now that are being produced and all these documentaries. I just figured it was kind of the perfect time to do that for a theme. And I have explained this before, but I'm going to go ahead and explain it again. The way that this works is that before the start of every month, I show all of the book club members that are in the Brutally Honest book club, I show them five books that are connected to whatever the monthly theme is. So for April, I'm going to go into the private stories on Instagram, if I haven't already by the time that this aired, show all of the book club members five autobiographies, and then they get to vote on whichever one that they want to read. And that leaves four books remaining, and those are the four books that I'm going to be reviewing on the podcast. And then, as you know, what we do in book club is then we talk about the book that we're reading. We talk about all sorts of other things over in our private Slack channel. But the reason I'm mentioning it is because if you want to be in the Brutally Honest Book Club yourself, all you have to do is send me a DM and then you get in that private Slack channel. You also get access to private stories, which is where I post, you know, the books for everybody to choose from, but also I'll post, you know, memes or different things that only you can see if you're in those private stories. So if you want to be a part of the book club, as I said, you can just send me a DM. And in the meantime, stay tuned for Autobiography April. You can also rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. That is the biggest way to support me and what I do. You can also follow along on Instagram at Brutally Honest Books, all sorts of other content. Like I said, I'm going to be uploading my casting choices for this novel, so feel free to check that out. You can also follow along on TikTok at Brutally Honest Books, and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening from. If you like the show, you can rate and review on iTunes, and be sure to follow along on Instagram at Brutally Honest Books.